This episode is brought to you by Delta Airlines. I recently flew Delta, I want to say about a week ago now, and I was coming back home from being in Atlanta for a speaking engagement, and Delta just gave me such a wonderful experience. And it really was the icing on the cake of just such an amazing weekend that I had. Some of the things that I loved particularly about my Delta airline experience was first, the amazing customer service. Everyone there was so kind, so welcoming, so present, so attentive. And a small thing, but was big to me, was just something simple as having headphones so that I can enjoy more than a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment. I mean, my flight wasn't that long, but I got to catch up on a movie, some shows, just things I don't have time to do usually at home. I was able to enjoy that in the air. Delta also offers fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi, and it's available for SkyMiles members. Being able to access the Wi-Fi, I was able to order some groceries and just get a head start on my week. It was a great end to my experience and ushered me right back in to be at home. So even if you're not home yet, Delta Airlines helps you feel a little bit like it. Delta Airlines believes that you should feel at home, even if you're 30,000 feet above it. Learn more at Delta.com. This episode is brought to you by Happy Mammoth. Listen, over the last weekend, I went to a family reunion. And unfortunately, that fell on that particular time of the month that all of the women know what I'm talking about. So I had an attitude I wanted to eat everything, and I was in the South, which means I wanted to eat everything that was terrible for me. And overall, I just wasn't feeling it. I had a great time, just wasn't feeling like myself. Now it's easier to manage PMS with estro control. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality, and it shows. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now, here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors, like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the show code BLESSED at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code BLESSED for 15% off today. Hey guys, before we start this episode, I want to tell you about this class that I just put out on blessedandbossedup.com. So, I wanted to put together something for all of you guys that are trying to figure out how to plan for your business in the new year. As many of you guys know, I have a master's in business. I have been a full-time entrepreneur for almost five years now. And one of the things I wish people taught me was how to be an executive. I learned that in business school, but I don't see too many people really talking about what it means to strategically plan for your business. And I'm a firm believer that if you start building the house before you lay the foundation, it just will not last long. And I'm tired of people being taught how to build houses without that foundation. And so I'm pulling together some resources so that you guys could have everything that you need at a super low rate to be able to strategically plan for your business. So of course, I wouldn't be me if I didn't talk to you about doing business God's way. So I'm pulling my class from the bundle we did a few weeks ago. And so you'll have access to that on how to find the flow of doing business God's way. 
Then last week, I did a live within the society, breaking down strategic planning for their business. So I went through step-by-step a business plan, as well as a five-year plan and what you need to do to be able to plan for your company. And so I'm pulling that class and adding it to this class as well. In addition to that, there's some downloads on there. So I have a business plan template for service-based businesses and a business plan template for product-based businesses and a template that you can use to start planning the five-year goals and the five-year plan for your company. So I'm pulling all of those things together because I want you to go into 2022 with more than a vision board. I want you to go with a concrete plan for whatever it is that God is calling you to build and a concrete plan on how to do it his way. So I pulled those things together. It's available for you now. I have the link in the show notes. So you just click it on it. It'll take you straight there. I'm doing it at a very low rate. So it's only $49 for this course. I have it set at a certain inventory. So once it's gone, it's gone. But I wanted to bring these things that I presented in different places into one place at a low rate so you can take advantage of it. Again, the class is all about strategic business planning for new entrepreneurs, and you can just click the link in the description to get access to it for a limited quantity. So again, once it's gone, it's gone. And then the next time I decide to put something together, we'll see what happens there. So take advantage of this ASAP so that you can plan for a successful new year and years beyond for your business. Let's start the show. You are listening to Blessed and Bossed Up. Presented by Anchored Media, an entrepreneurship podcast for Christians all about how to make God the CEO of your business. Get ready to be inspired, challenged, but well-equipped to live and build your destiny his way. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed part one of my interview with Letitia Carr, all about how to build company culture as a solopreneur. Make sure you go to my YouTube channel to check out the full video, part one and part two together ad free on my YouTube channel at Tatum Tamia. I will link the uh, exact video right here in the show description. But without further ado, here is part two of my interview with my good friend, Letitia Carr. Rewind back to circa 2015, okay? (laughs) But um, a a major key to this conversation, though, for those people who are in the beginning stages is that self-awareness. So I talk a lot about having a business meeting with God and all of that. But I think when it comes to self-awareness, too, we should also just have a, a introspective moment or a business meeting, whatever it is you want to call it, within ourselves so that we can really understand who we are as people, as employees of this vision that God is giving you. Because the especially in entrepreneurship, everybody is telling you what you should be doing. Mm-hmm. You ain't where you need to be because you need to do da 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 da. You, you still broke. Too much. <laughs> you not investing in a twenty thousand dollar coach every year. You, that's why you're stuck. That's cut it out. <laughs> cut it out. I know everybody can't see this. You have to watch the live so you can see my face. Cut it out. <laughs> cut it out. Everybody's trying to tell you what to do, but it's really just you and God that knows the details 
of what needs to happen to build out this business. And then you utilize those resources as necessary to fuel the plan that he gave you to build out. Because a lot of times we're just trying to, a lot of people try to piece together other success to try to get a little piece of it. And that's just simply not how it works. But um, I say all that to say, when it comes to just really being introspective, what are some questions that people can ask themselves so that they can start thinking about and building out this culture? That's a great question. So I call those moments for myself. I They're my come to Jesus moments. Like, okay, just get it together. <laughs> That's my come to Jesus moments. Mm-hmm. Um, but some, I think some of the questions that you can ask yourself starting out are, first of all, figuring out your why, as cliche as that, that sounds, but why am I even here, right? Why am I even doing this, right? And why did God give me this vision, right? Kind of start thinking about your why, because your why is going to guide you throughout life, right? Your business might change. You might change your mind about what business you want. You might shift from, from one thing to the other, but if you understand your why, you understand the shifts that are occurring both within your life and within your business, it'll help it to make much more sense. So I think that's one of the most introspective things you can ask yourself is what is my why? What is my purpose? Um, what is what is my gift, right? Because I know for me, my why, I just, I'm I'm a people person. I, I started to say this because I don't really have an elevator pitch anymore or <laughs> anything like that. But what I realized about myself is that I'm a people person. No matter what I'm doing, I do lots of different things all the time. I change my mind all the time about what I'm going to do. But when it comes down to it, everything that I do involves people being the best version of themselves, me supporting people and being the best version of themselves, me so me supporting people and finding a way to show up in this world that um, lets their light shine a little bit a little bit brighter, right? And so for me, my why is that, right? My why is God put me here to support people, right? That's the role that I play in this world, right? I don't have to be the, you know, boss of all bosses. That's not what, that's not even, that doesn't even interest me. That's not my journey, right? So you have to start with that why, because then when things are shifting and when God is calling you to do something bigger or change, shift, and if it doesn't feel like it makes sense all uh, from the very beginning, you're able to tie it back to, okay, what is my purpose here on earth? What is my why? So I think, you know, you hear that all the time from people figuring out your why, but I do think that's one of the most introspective things you can learn about yourself. And I do, that's not something you just, you know, you're journaling one day and it just comes to you and then you just know forever and ever. (laughs) Um, It might take you some time to start piecing together, especially if you're younger, um, you don't have a lot of life experiences yet. You might not know that yet, but if you start thinking about it and being intentional about okay, I'm looking for my purpose. I'm looking for my why. Um, that's going to help you. That's going to help you build, right? Like that's going to be part of the foundation that you're building on because now you know why God has you here and has you doing the things that you're doing. Sometimes things don't make sense, right? Like, mm-hmm. well, why would I, I I'm, again, Tate, I'm going to use you as an example. Tatum said she wanted to start a podcast. People were like, huh? Right? Like, why would you give out all like free gems, right? Like, why would you do that? So before everybody else was on podcasts, uh, Tatum decided she wanted to do a podcast. That might not make sense to everybody else, but being plugged into, okay, I know what I've been told and I know that my purpose is to, you know, to shift people's mindsets, right? And then maybe that grew into, I need to start 
start saving souls, right? Like that's not where this podcast started, but that's where it went. And maybe that transition didn't always make sense. But once you figure out your why, you, you, you start to be like, okay, well, I don't have to listen to what they told me to do on Instagram to build a successful business because I can do it the way that I know I'm supposed to do it in here that I'm supposed to do it because I know why I'm doing this. I know the purpose of what I'm doing this. So that's one of the like introspective questions. I think another question that you can ask yourself or you can ask others um, from a life coach perspective is what shows up when I show up? When I walk into a room, what shows up, right? So the, what is the, what, when I show up in a room, people will say, you know, you have like such a vibrant, you know, you know, you're so vibrant or you're so, you know, radiant or whatever, you know, people, people will say, but that's another introspective um, thing to ask yourself because then when you're in your business and you realize that people not feeling like you being very radiant lately, right. Or vibrant something shifting, you can check in with yourself. Okay. Am I burning out? Um, am I overworking myself? Am, do I have compassion fatigue? Uh, what is happening with me that I'm not showing up how I normally show up, right? And I'm not walking into rooms and people feel what they usually feel when I show up in the room. I don't know why the song, Let Your Light Shine Before Man came to my head. I don't know, Sunday school song. But it's that kind of feeling when you walk into the room. So that's another introspective question that you can ask yourself and you can ask other people. Ask the five people closest to you. When I walk in the room, what do you feel, right? Like when I walk into the room, what shows up? So then you can kind of tag, uh, tap back into that in the long term when you feel yourself shifting. Um, let's see, some other, intro. I have tons of introspective questions because that's all I do all the time. I'm a very introspective person. But um, I think being, being um, willing to check in with yourself is kind of where that starts. So the questions that I would ask myself may not relate to what you might want to ask yourself, but start thinking about um, thinking about who you are, why your why, and then why your business matters in this world, right? Like, why does it matter that your business exists? Why does it matter that you being the head of this business is is there, right? And so you can start kind of tying yourself back to something stronger than just you. Because once you're burned out or tired or exhausted, um, you need something that's going to keep you anchored. You're going to need something that's going to keep you keep you going um, in your business and in this world. Yeah. And I would even something that I thought about a lot early on is when building out the business is what does it take for me to just show up as my best and be happy? I don't think we talk enough about like, what does it take for us to just be happy? And so for me, business makes me happy mm-hmm. for sure. And, and but with that, though, when I'm thinking about just like how I want to show up or the culture I want to create for myself, I'm thinking of like, what, what do I need so that I can operate at my best? And so for me, one of those things is I need a a clear mind Mm -hmm. and because I need a clear mind to operate at my best. Cause I I have ideas all the time. I'm very smart. I can take, you can give me an inch and I will create a whole something out of a very little bit. So my mind is one of the, my biggest assets and it's something that I have to protect and anytime it's just a lot going on mentally, I'm not able to be as sharp as I usually am. 
And so that translated for me into the culture for my business is when we do things like marketing and creating all this content once a month, let's knock these things out where I got to come in and talk and pour, pour, pour. Like I can't, I can't go from being the talent to running a company and then being the mom. It's too much. Mm -hmm. It makes my mind cloudy. I get a headache, a migraine is not good for me. So it's like once a month, let's, I'll, I'll put on that hat and let's knock these things out. It's staying offline as much as possible. What I need to be on it for. So I'm off. You know, we'll maintain a presence there. That's the benefit of having a team now. I don't have to do all of that anymore. But, you know, being offline is important. Not knowing what's going on in everybody's life. Not knowing what's going on across the, the world at one time. Not knowing the who slept with who and who mama cussed them out. Like that, it's too much. It is exhausting and you ain't even did nothing yet. Like it's crazy. There's a Tony Morrison. There's a Tony Morrison quote that I have on my screensaver that says you are your best thing. Right. Mm -hmm. And so what is your best? Is the other, you know, like you said, what is your best? What does that look like? And what, what does that look like for you? Because truly you are your best thing. You're, you're the best that you can give each and every day. So mm -hmm. When you said that, that's the first thing that popped into my mind was you are your you are your best thing. But like you're also saying here is, you know, how do you figure out how you operate at your best? What does that look like for you? I'm the same way. I cannot. I'm a multitasker in a sense that I can do things like I like to listen to something while I'm doing other things or I'll have the TV on um, behind me. And I work well when like the TV is on and I'm doing work. Right. Like I, that's how I multitask. Or when I'm cleaning, I like to have music on, whatever, right? But mm -hmm. I cannot move from like one type of task. Like if I'm if I'm having to use my my thinking brain, and then you want me to come and speak to people for several hours, like I can't. I just I don't. I can't maintain that switch very well. I don't code switch in that way very well. I can't mm -hmm. jump from being like you said. I can't jump from being. Um, in the same, you know, few hours or days, usually it's like, I can't be speaking for a long time. And then you want me to think and figure something out and problem solve. My brain just doesn't work well that way with that kind of code switch. So I show up best when, okay, I've decided to dedicate this day to doing this type of task. If I'm speaking at an event or something like that, then I'm not going to, I'm not going to schedule myself to do a whole bunch of, um, heavy Think, thinking tasks that day where I have to like really be thoughtful and think things through and problem solve and those kind of things. I just, if I can help it, I just don't do that. Mm -hmm. um, and vice versa. If I know that, you know, I have this podcast tonight um, to do at 8 PM, then I'm not going to put myself in a position where I need to be like, uh, you know, working on something brand new and I have to start being creative and that kind of thing because I just can't code switch that way. So mm -hmm. I think that's a great point of understanding like what is your best and how does that show up for you and what doesn't work for you, right? And then, but again, some of that comes with experience because I, I feel like, I don't know the age range of the listeners, but I feel like a lot of people are either maybe younger or maybe newer in their business or even if you're established in your business, maybe new to thinking about things like this, right? Mm -hmm. So being willing to be a beginner with all of this, right? Like being willing to be a beginner, being willing to realize that if you've never 
thought about these things before, it's not going to be overnight that you start figuring out what you want your business to look like, what you want your business culture to look like, what all of those things, it's not going to happen overnight. So give yourself that grace, give yourself that opportunity to be a beginner, to be curious, to figure out things, to learn how you want to build out your culture, to do some research, right? Like, hmm, you know, I've never thought about company culture before. Let me look into some other companies that I enjoy, right? Like, I know, I know that I get a good experience from this co- company, maybe even seeing what their employees say about them, right? Like, because we might get a good experience, Amazon, for instance, we get a good experience, we get our stuff in two days, but what's happening in that warehouse Mm-hmm. might not be ideal and we might not want to we don't want to compare ourselves to Amazon if we don't want that back in Amazon kind of shenanigans right? Right. <laughs> so chaos. we don't want that chaos even though on the front end as a customer we get our packages quickly we can return stuff quickly what's happening happening you know behind the scenes is important too so think about those things and give yourself that opportunity to be curious to you know research and kind of figure out what kind of company culture you do want to build. It's also useful to think about what you don't want to build within your business. And I mean, I think this applies to life too, right? You you know what you want for your life, but it's, there's power in knowing what you do not want for your life, right? You do not want that for your life. You do not want that for your business. There's a power in that too, because you can change some things so that you're not the person who's grinding and, you know, not sleeping and you're up you know 18 out of 24 hours and you're working all 18 of those hours that that's not a you got to think about your quality of life too as even as a solopreneur you do have to think about your quality of life and I know when you're first starting it's it's different because you're doing everything but you do have to still consider your quality of life even as you were doing, you know, a lot of the work um, as well. Yeah, so one thing that came to mind or that I hear just even as we go back and forth, that's important as you figure these things out, because we're having a very just entry-level discussion about it, um, is that people need support. Yes. And support, and they also need to create boundaries around what's not feeding them to be, you know, what's not good for them, what, who they're allowing in, um, that's not speaking life into their dreams, or that's not, you know, they're not telling them to be nice to themselves and things of that nature. So how are people able to, in the beginning, just set these boundaries with people in their lives? And also where do they go to start to build the relationship for the support system they need? Yeah. So boundaries are important. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to say the very least. I think that's one of both. In, I mean, from a self-care perspective, from just a life perspective, boundaries are important. And so being able to first identify what your boundaries are, right? So I might be okay with you texting me at 10, 11 o'clock at night and Tatum is asleep, right? So it's like a boundary is my phone is going on do not disturb and I will respond to you in the morning. And I can either communicate that verbally or you now iPhone, it says um, phone is on sleep mode or (laughs) focus mode or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you can respect that boundary, right? It's going to be delivered quietly and I'm not going to respond to it until my phone is no longer on do not disturb, right? So, Mm -hmm. you know, as like a very minute example of a boundary is 
even things like that, putting your phone on do not disturb when you're when you literally don't want to be disturbed. Um, so, <laughs> so having those kind of figuring out what your boundaries are is important. And some of that comes from what doesn't make you feel at your best, what doesn't make you feel good, right? If um, your family members are always calling you, asking you for something all day long, blowing you up all day, that's probably a sign you need to set a boundary that um, I'm not accessible all the time anymore, right? Like mm-hmm. I used to be, you know, when my life was different, um, I was able to answer my phone at one o'clock in the afternoon. But right now I'm working on something that's important. And because I want to get some sleep tonight, <laughs> I, I need to work during these these hours. So I will respond to you between 6 p.m. and 9 p.m., right? Mm-hmm. Or, um, I, or if you really want to talk, I'm free 7 a.m. to, you know, 8.30 a.m. We can talk in the morning. That can be our scheduled time, right? Like boundaries can look, boundaries can look however you want. One of my boundaries is I, I'm not a morning person. I'm like the opposite of Tatum. <laughs> like I'm not a morning person at all. I don't want to talk to anyone before 10 a.m. Like, especially in a like thoughtful and I really have to think about what I'm saying and like, you really want me to pour into you kind of way not before 10 a.m. because I'm not even awake yet. Like my brain's not on yet until probably at about 9 a.m. And then I want that hour of just me being able to think for myself about myself, about what I need to do, right? So before 9 a.m., for sure, I'm not trying to talk to nobody. Um, I might let you talk to me between, you know, 8.30 and 10 if I really care about you, right? And it's, if I know that you respect my boundaries usually. <laughs> but beyond that, that's one of my boundaries because I just know myself well enough to know that I'm not even thinking at my best before 9 or 10 a.m. I'm just not because I'm not a morning person. My brain fog is still very foggy <laughs> until then. So kind of, again, goes back to self-awareness. What do you need and what works best for you to be at your best? And boundaries boundaries can look like that. Boundaries in your workplace can look like having those set business hours. You know, if you say, you know, um, I see a lot of people who have nine to fives, right? And they have, they have a business that is flourishing um, too. Their, their email says, I will get back to you within 48 hours, right? That's a boundary because I can't respond to you immediately because I have other commitments. Um, or even if it's not, they have a nine to five, maybe they have a family, children. Um, maybe you have all of the above. Maybe you have a business family and, and you're working. Um, so putting those kind of boundaries in place so people know what to expect from you. And, and part of that is people know what to expect when you set boundaries. Um, and then if they push your boundaries, you have something to go back to and say, well, this is where I draw the line. Um, you know, I don't respond to emails on the weekends. I don't respond to work emails on the weekends. I'm not working. Like, you know, I'm not, I don't have a work, um, I don't have a work email on my phone, right? <laughs> because I don't want to, to think about work when I'm not working. If I'm working, I'm at my computer and I will respond to you from my computer, <laughs> you know? So those kind of things where you're putting, putting those boundaries into place um, are important. Those are just some like, I guess, examples you can use to start with. But wanna, again, it's not, sometimes it takes time to figure out what your boundaries are. I didn't realize for a long time that I'm not really that functional. I mean, I knew I wasn't that functional, but I didn't realize like, that really took a lot out of me to like have 
people would call me and they just want to talk and chit chat at eight o'clock in the morning. I'm just like, I'm not in this conversation <laughs> right now. Right. I, I can't, I can't connect with whatever you're saying because I'm thinking about like all the other things I have to do in the day and my brain is not really like turned on yet. So, yeah. And I would say too, for people who are more passive, who find it hard to enforce those boundaries, because that was never an issue for me, but I realized like with BJ, he's such a nice guy. And like, you know, everybody always calling him for stuff and he's always saying yes, because that's just who he is. I was like, no, you need to tell people, no, you need to have boundaries. And he was like, how am I supposed to do that? Because it's his nature, like to give, like he wants to, even though he understands, like he can't always do that. So we set up little controls. I'm like, okay, when you're on the phone, say, let me think about it. And I'm going to call you back. That gives you a second to kind of get out the hot seat. Mm -hmm. Then even if you don't call them back, just send a text. Hey, I'm not going to be able to do that. And just say, you know, tell them no via text. It's easier to text sometimes and tell people on the phone or face to face. And then I'm like, if all else fails, blame me. Say Tatum said I said I can't do it. I'm cool with it. I'll take the heat. I don't care. But um, just even if you are somebody though who finds it hard to enforce those boundaries, I think that's something practical to do is just send a text. Tell them I'm gonna call you back. Give a give yourself time to actually think about it before just responding in a moment or feeling like you have to don't over explain yourself when you tell somebody no. I remember my That's dad. Uh, <laughs> exactly. I was talking to my dad the other day. He was like, Oh, can you call this golf course? He's on the golf course, tells me to call another golf course to see if they have something that he wants. I said, No, I'm I'm not your secretary. I have things to do. I'm not about to call no golf course. I can't talk. I'm on a golf course. You talking I'm to me? Home. Like you're talking to me right now. No, you could. I said, how about this? I'll talk to you later. Call them. I'm not doing that. And so he gets mad, of course. And he's like, oh, you don't ever want. That's fine. But I'm not about to spend the next 30 minutes trying to track down something for you. I got 30 minutes left of work for the nanny get off. I got to go. Like, Right. And if I had time, I would do it. But I, obviously, if I'm saying no, it's because I can't do it. You know, so it's at. I feel like I have to be somewhat like that, somewhere in the middle ground of that. Like I'm not a super people pleaser, but also I didn't always have strong boundaries either. But mm-hmm. I learned that people will people will respect your boundaries once you're consistent with them. You, I've communicated them to you. I'm consistent with them. You know what to expect from me. If you ask me on Tuesday to do X, Y, Z, and I said no, and you ask me on Wednesday, I'm going to say no again, because that's not something I'm willing to do. <laughs> um, but, and if it's something I am willing to do and my, and I just can't do it right now, I will communicate that with you. Cause I will say, I can't do it this day at this time, but I am available on, you know, Thursday at 7 PM. Mm-hmm. I will communicate that with you. I won't just say no, but if I said no with a period at the end, you know, I meant that because I have been that person now for like 10 years, but like, you because when you put no with a comma you're like no but nobody hears that no they hear but and here's whatever you're you know no but you know if you if you really need me to I will right no <laughs> right you can just put a period and no leave it at that and if you are a more passive person and you have to find some like you know said you know find some ways to practice that practice your boundaries with safe people right you got friends 
tell them what you're working on, that you're practicing this. So when they notice you um, saying yes to things you shouldn't say yes to, have them tag, you know, hey, you told me that you didn't want to do that no more. Let's go back and tell them no, right? Have somebody to help, help keep you accountable to that and support you. I always, you can say my life coach Tish or <laughs> my friend Tish said, I can't, <laughs> throw it on me, I don't care. But, um, you know, being able to say no and learning to say no is important. And I said this in another training I did um, a few weeks ago is no, telling someone no and learning to accept a no is powerful because when you when you are accepting a no, that gives you an opportunity to get support from people who actually have the capacity to help you in a way that is functional, right? Mm-hmm. So if I keep saying yes to you and I'm not even giving you my best when I say yes, right? I'm not doing you any favors. Mm-hmm. So when people learn, like giving, telling someone no gives them an opportunity to find someone who actually has the capacity to do whatever they're asking, asking you uh, for, right? And so, I mean, that's how I see it, um, is an opportunity to get some diff- different support. And your back end of your question was about support. So I'll tie that in here, but um, finding support when you are a solopreneur early on in your business, I think that's, that was your question, right? The second mm-hmm. part of that. I think the thing you have to do, I, I can tell you what I did. Maybe I should put it that way. I can tell you what I did. Mm-hmm. Um, when I decided that I wanted my life to be different, right? I decided, I think, what, 2014, that I was not enjoying my life. And I'm not that person. Like, I like to enjoy my life, right? Mm-hmm. When I decided that, I, I started looking for opportunities to do things that I did enjoy, right? So it didn't necessarily start off in the with business. So I started off with a blog and writing. So I would go to, like, writing workshops. And I met so many people at these workshops, like, just random. I would just find them on, like, um, Eventbrite or, like, mm-hmm. something like that at first. And I would go to, like, these writing workshops. And I would realize like, oh, I'm not that great of a writer. Like I'm a good like academic writer, but I'm not like a creative writer, but that's okay, right? Like everybody has their lane and I'm good at like writing like, like um, I wrote for a magazine for a while. Like I'm good at that kind of writing, but the creative book writing thing is not really my thing. But I met people who poured into me and helped me to see what I was good at, right? And gave me opportunities. And then that grew into okay, I I think I'm interested in business. So um, let me start going to these events that are entrepreneurship-based events or business-based or empowerment-based events. And so I started going and I was sitting next to somebody and I'm an introvert. You probably, I don't know if you can tell or not, but really I am an introvert. And I was sitting, I don't, I'm not a work the room kind of girl. You'll you'll see me in a room. I'm only talking to probably three people, right? Everybody in the room might know who I am, but I'm talking to two or three people because that's just how I am. So I was sitting next to somebody and whoever I was sitting next to, two people, I just felt like God led me to wherever I was. So this is kind of probably why I did this, but the two people I was sitting next to or the few people I was sitting around, I would talk to them and get to know them, exchange information, really get to know what they were up to, be curious about what they're, you know, what they have feel like, you know, their dream and vision is and really get to know them well. And then every time I went somewhere, I did that, right? So I would sit next to a few people. I would talk to, you know, maybe two, three, four people in the room and then talk to everybody. That's just not my nature. But I talked to people and I talked to people in a way that was meaningful. I followed up with them. 
right? So if I met you, I would send you an email. Like, it was so great to, so great to meet you. Um, you know, obviously we were at the same event, so we were likely have like minds, right? And if not, if I kind of felt like we didn't really, I would just say, it was nice to meet you. I hope, you know, good luck on whatever your endeavor is. And that would be that. Um, if I really felt like I connected with the person, I would follow up. I would follow them on social media. I would, you know, support them in whatever they were doing. And that has been able to help me build a network of people who really have changed my life in lots of ways, right? And so when you, you, I mean, you're not necessarily going out and be like, will you support me, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> will you give support to my life and my business, right? But going out and finding people who have the same end goal as you, you know, have the same drive or success, or even the people who have more of that than you do, right? Like I hang out with a lot of people who have a lot more drive than I do. And that helps me to stay connected to what I'm, what I'm going to do. Um, so I feel like if you are able to, I know with, you know, everything now is a little bit different, but be intentional about the places that you're going and be intentional about at least meeting one person in the room that you're in and really getting to know what their goals are, support other people. I feel like when you support other people, people usually will support you back if it's genuine. Like it's, again, it's a long game. It's not a short game. So if you're trying to use somebody, it's never going to work out in your favor. It's just not. So be genuine with your support, be genuine with that so that people will be genuine with you. Um, again, that's how I, I can only speak to how I <laughs> have been able to build out my support and my network. I've always had really great friends. Uh, my friends didn't always un understand what my vision was and what I was up to. And they were supportive in like a more cheerleader type of way. But so I had to start going out and find people who understood what I was trying to understand or at least on the same path of trying to understand what I was trying to understand. So I think good. I think that's some good advice because you know everybody. I, I know a lot of people now, but that's the, and that's how I, honestly, people are like, you know, everybody. And I'm like, I promise you it wasn't because I was like working the room. I literally was sitting next to people for years. I've done it. I still do it. Like for years, I'll sit next to somebody. I get to know them. I follow up with them. I talk with them. Um, I just got it all, um, asked to speak at an event in a couple of weeks. And that was somebody that I was a graduate assistant in college and she was a freshman. Her dad's the pastor at the church I um, used to attend at home. And how, I have, I've been out of grad school for eight years almost. And she thought of me because we already had a relationship. She's been following me ever since. I've been supportive of her. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, you have to, you have to think long-term. Like you have, you can't be the person. Do not be the, my, my biggest advice is who not to be and who not to be is a person who is going out seeking people to use them, right? And to drain them of their knowledge and their ability or drain them, you know, picking their brain to death, right? Mm -hmm. You don't, you don't want to be that person. You want to be the person who is giving genuine support um, and, you know, people will give you genuine support as well. Yes. Well, thank you, Tish. You're welcome. I'm like, it's getting late, girl. I know you're ready for bed. <laughs> I'm going to cut on that kettle when we're done and pour up my tea. I got me a nice little book that has nothing to do with business or nothing that I can read and take my mind off of anything, really. And I'm going to go to bed, okay? Because <laughs> one thing I'm going to do is go to bed. <laughs> well, tell everybody where they can find you um, if they want to 
talk to you about just, you know, how they can work with you on building out their company culture. How can they reach you? All that good stuff. Yep. So on social media, I am, well, on Instagram, I'm at Letitia Carr, just my name. Um, and my website is LetitiaCarr.com. <laughs> so Google Letitia Carr, you'll find me. But LetitiaCarr.com, um, at Letitia Carr on Instagram. Um, my podcast, The Refill, I, um, I have probably, I think, 60-some episodes that if you just want to um, kind of figure out how to pour into yourself, uh, the podcast is uh, The Refill with Letitia Carr. So again, Letitia Carr. If you're looking for me, that's how to find me. Not Letitia. 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 <laughs> also known as Tish, but if you're looking for me, it's Letitia. <laughs> well, thank you guys that are live here on YouTube for tuning in. Thank you, everybody who is listening. That wraps up another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast, and I will talk to you next week.